Kinky. 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 California. Should we yeah. start? Should yeah. we start? Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. I'm Nick Westray. I'm Jason Block. This is a podcast about um, queer people who like ladies who sing and dance and act in movies and act on television and tell dirty jokes. Yeah, we're just a space here to celebrate all that and the above and bring you joy, laughter, some crying. Uh, <laughs> some light crying sometimes. Light crying. Sometimes we plan our burial alive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we um, cry about things. Sometimes we get into fights. Oh, what fight have we gotten into on this podcast? <laughs> you keep promising. That we're I do want a battle. I, I do want to, but I'm always like nice battle. Let's do a nice battle. It doesn't, you don't have to tear people down to battle. <laughs> no, yeah, I do want to, and I say battle royale. What is even a fucking battle royale? Is that someone dies? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, there is a, a Japanese film called Battle Royale that is, I think, very uh, Hunger Games-esque. I've seen it. It's so fucking good. Is it? I need to watch it. It's been yeah, on like it's just kids killing ever. and dying. Kids it's murdering just, each other? It's, yeah, that's it's like, like brutal That's murdering. about to happen in America, too, when everyone goes back to school. Oh, okay. And so we keep it light here. Um, um, okay, who's this a podcast for, Jay? This is a podcast for weirdos. I don't know. Um, this is a podcast for single moms. This is a, po- um, this is a podcast um, for pretty women walking down the street. This is a podcast for people who finally win that Academy Award. This is a podcast for Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. This is a podcast for ladies who solve unsolved mysteries by climbing into wells with little vials and collecting some groundwater. This is a podcast for Magical Pizza. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to name all of her other movies. I know you really want to do the whole oeuvre. You want to do the whole oeuvre. I know, but I'm not doing it well, and I'm not making up, like, interesting things. So, damn. I think that they were, I was really interested. You had peaked my, I I would venture to say everyone who's listening has their interest peaked right now. Well, here's why I don't think I peaked it so much. I'm going to critique myself is because I literally named two of the movies and then I got stuck. Once I did Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, those are actual <laughs> movies um, that are not allowed in the House you're of like, Roberts, by the way. You're like, this is a movie, this is a podcast for <laughs> Pelican Briefs. <laughs> I was literally going to be like, this is, a, this is a podcast for people on Notting Hill. Which was like still God, naming the movie. A, that would have been a nice one. That would have been a that good would have been one. a slide, slide and dunk. Um, we're doing. We're, hey, welcome to the house of mouse. We're doing Julia Roberts. We're going to Miss that, Julia Roberts' house. That's right. We're back in the house of Roberts, kids. Back in the house of Roberts for the third time. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The third time. Um, I, I think we did both of our beloveds. So now we're really going into we different rooms here. So the house, the house of Roberts is a place uh, where we like to come sometimes where we just analyze a single Julia Roberts picture because <laughs> she's so, she's so sweet. You can't bite off the whole career at once. It would be, you, you become diabetic just like Shelby. You have to it's just iconic. take a piece at a time. Yeah. It's iconic. So we did, we did my favorite, my, um, also it's very nostalgic for us. Julia Roberts is, and it's good. It's nostalgic for mm-hmm. a lot of people that are listening. She was the nineties princess. So it's like, there's something so nostalgic. So, um, old Hollywood, fuck bitch. What, when are we going to die? Um, but it feels very old Hollywood now. Uh, I did steal Magnolias from 1989. That was, that's my, that's, uh, kind of my go-to when people ask me my favorite depends on the crowd, depends on the crowd. Sometimes sure. they say like, 
Rushmore or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but my favorite movie is Two Magnolias, and then we did one of your all-time favorite movies, uh, 2003's Mona Lisa Smiles. That's right. And so you can go back and you can download either of those episodes. They're available wherever podcasts are free. And then you could do you could also rate, review, and subscribe and download all of our back episodes because there are seventy some episodes streaming right now. I would say that the um, the next logical choice would have been Pretty Woman, which we were circling we the were, drain around for we a second. We were almost going to do for its 30th anniversary this year and then went in another direction. We'll still do Pretty Woman at some point. Do we have to touch all of the House of Roberts before we can build another house? No. No. Hell no. Oh, my God. No. We're going to go into more depth about the House of Roberts and other houses that we would like to build in the Patreon this week. Yeah. And we're, and we're going to battle. We're going to battle. We're going to friendly we're battle. Gonna, loving we're battle. Gonna battle. I, we're going to battle. We're going to collaborate. We're going to paint a, a no, picture No, because I'm together. going to hate your idea. And I'm going to love mine. And I'm going to lightly tell you <laughs> But why. I already love your idea because I already know what it is. I know. Oh, I so lost the battle. To the I've, lost the, I've already lost the battle. If you come to the, and I think of the Patreon as the house of For the Girls. So there you okay. go. I think it is the house of pain. <laughs> it's the house of pain. If you want to come over to the house of pain, knows the Patreon. Um, we are going to propose two other houses of two other divas. And we're going to pitch them to each other and try to sell each other on the next house that we're going to build after the house of Roberts. I also think we can so, do some origins. We'll talk about origins of House of Roberts, where the, how that started. and Yes, we will talk about all those origins, where House of Roberts might go, where we are going to go next with the House of Roberts. So join the Patreon. It's $7 a month. It helps us to maintain this podcast, which we do absolutely for free. We don't have any advertising. We hate capitalism. So we don't sell you a bunch of shit that you don't need on this podcast. All we sell you is careers and histories of divas. So come over and you're gonna us. eat crow when like sort of sort of mattress, and I'm gonna be like, oh yes, 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 I'll sell that, I'll sell that, I'll sell that, I'll sell that. I'm only selling the Castro regime in Cuba. We're gonna start <laughs> selling water like... filters after this movie. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna sell some water. Filters. I know. I was like, is this Wait. a pro- is this a promotion for bottled water? I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, wait, quick first, diva news before we get oh, to diva the news. Debate. Okay. Um, do you have uh, – oh, here's some diva news. We have some new listeners. We have some new folks who have joined us in the past few weeks, which we're really excited about. And uh, we love you and welcome to this mad place. Uh, diva news is a section where we talk about things happening to divas, but it's not really news because we always tape these episodes a couple weeks ahead. So it's always like last week's diva news. But – Brandy has a new album. There's some diva news. It's good. B7. It is good. I listened to it this morning. Mm-hmm. It's a bop. It's a total bop. I think it was like the first album in nine years that she came out with. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It so also big feels, news. It feels really, really current. Real summery. Good summer. Good summer. Really summery. Like if we could have parties right now or like a backyard barbecue, that's where I would put this music on. And because it, it gets pretty sexy and like as it's like at dusk, like when you're all getting a little drunk and you start dancing with your bae. That's when I would Yeah, sexy dancing, kind of sex, like mm-hmm. kind of drunky, sexy, slow, but fun dancing. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So congratulations yeah, but, to Brandon. But don't have barbecue or have small barbecues. We're not promoting barbecues. We're not promoting barbecues. We're not promoting any barbecues. You cannot do that at all. You can Bar- barbecue of one sex. <laughs> do what I do and, <laughs> and have a sexy slow dance with yourself. But the same amount of food. Uh, the, oh, honey, I, I, it's kind of my big gag to be like, to say something like when I go through the drive through, like, oh, my family's going to love this. <laughs> um, also, the, where are your kids? Have- <laughs> I'm, bring, I'm bringing this to them. I'm bringing this to them. <laughs> the Indigo Girls have a new album out too. Have you listened to that? No, I haven't. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm always here for the Indigo Girls. And Bette Midler just announced that she wrote a book about a duck for kids. (sighs) Yep, that is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. If you're one of those new people who just found our podcast, Jason and I have been obsessed with Bette Midler since we were like seven years old. So um, she wrote a book about a a duck. It's coming out in February. Yeah, 2021, she's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, grateful, grateful for anything. So grateful, grateful, grateful. But I feel like she has an amazing, um, already an amazing child book from uh, 2000, or from 2000, from 1983 <laughs> that I'm obsessed with. So the, the saga of Baby Divine. And yeah, it's like, which I, I have mature. two copies of. People like to send me that book, like a gift, I, like I don't I already it have it. I sent it to you. But like three other people have sent it to me and I just end up giving it away to people. Like, I love it. Like, please keep sending it to me. I'm glad people are buying it. I know, but how many times are you going to read it? (laughs) I know you could also buy it and just keep it for yourself and send me a picture of it rather than just mailing me that book all the time. I think I have all of her. I think I have a lot of her books. I don't actually have, and I kind of want to get an OG. Well, I want, I would like both the OG copy of you from abroad with that iconic cover and then the new A View from Abroad when she has that gorgeous introduction. That yes, I want to get the new read. View from Abroad too. Um, someone can mail me that, but no one knows the deep cuts like that. Did you see this? I was just thinking about how books smell because like, that's what I want, the old copy. I remember how that book smelled. Uh, did you see that you can uh, Airbnb the last um, blockbuster? Talk about moldy VHS yeah, copies. Yeah, in, in, uh, in Oregon, right? Yeah, and I was just having this conversation with a girlfriend about how that is, you know, you could, you're still going to get old book smells. You're still going to get a lot of, you can still get record smells. You can still get all, what you will, what's just completely obliterated is the smell of a movie store with like the plastic covers and mm-hmm. like it's like a new smell, but kind of mixed with an old smell. Um, and like carpet and like cardboard give weird me that boxes. Carpet, give me that air condition. Like that's just that, just that sensation. It's like that's kind of gone. So I'm just kind of like, Oh man, I would actually really love to take a nap in that blockbuster. Uh-huh. Fuck. Oh yeah. Just like reading the back of a movie. Oh honey. Yeah. Cause we used to take our time in that store too. Like our parents would drop us off and do like a full grocery store run. Like for like leave Nick and Jason in the video store for an hour and a half minimum. Oh yeah. Cause it would probably drive them crazy. It would just drive them yeah. crazy. Cause we would like pick five. Then we would, we would battle royale those and be like, that was okay, a battle like, royale. We'd be like, what do we need? We put like used people good down. Order? Men don't leave. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, Jessica Lang movies from the nineties, blue sky. We'd put them down and then decide what the viewing order would be. Oh, so good. Yeah. I would totally stay in that blockbuster. 
for I think they're charging 45 bucks a night. So there's some kind of weird shit that's going on with that. Cause I'm like, and they're only doing it for three nights. I don't know. But yeah, make that happen. That sounds that sounds real weird and nostalgic. Oh, our generation is so nostalgic. I'm nostalgic watching this movie. I have to tell you that. I was real nostalgic. Watching watching EB. Yeah. yeah, so we're watching Aaron Brockovich if you didn't read the fucking title of the podcast episode. It, this movie to me is like is like Okay, the, Origins. You never seen it, which blew I'd my never mind. Seen it. Blew my fucking 2000 mind away. Yeah. It's like, how'd you get away with that crime against humanity of not seeing fucking Aaron Brockovich? I don't know. I don't know how I, uh, how I did that, but yeah, I had never seen Aaron Brockovich before. And Oh no, I do know. And I want to confess. Um, I had never seen it before because uh, I was angry that Julia had won this Oscar. In the late 90s, for maybe four, five, six years, I was unreasonably obsessed with award shows, watching them, like having seen all the movies. It was the big Miramax time. It was uh, it was really important to me, like winning prizes for acting. And this year I was obsessed with Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream. And I thought Julia Roberts was just a movie star, not worthy of the Oscar, like Ellen Burstyn, who was this serious method actress. And so I was pissed. And I was pissed about it for a long time and didn't come back to Julia until I saw her greatest film, Mona Lisa Smile, three or four years later, that I really like fell back in love with Julia. And yeah, so welcome, I just welcome, never welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home <laughs> to the house to the house of Miss to the house that Miss Julia built. Welcome. <laughs> we we accept our wayward children back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that's my confession. I had never seen Aaron Brockovich, so I watched it for the first time uh two nights ago and it was fucking amazing it's two hours and 15 minutes long i honestly could have doesn't dealt with feel it like least, it though i could have dealt with at least 30 to 40 more minutes of this movie yeah but i could have i could have sewed up some things honestly i wanted a little bit more on some angles um oh. we'll talk about it but so yeah i i could have i could have stayed there for a little bit longer um, What's your origins with this? I don't know. I, I don't fucking. I mean, I of course I've seen this movie. This movie didn't escape me. My talk. We were uh, talking about um, blockbusters and stuff. Uh, my my big thing that my my dad started doing maybe around that time or maybe shortly after is he realized because blockbuster would start um, selling their used copies of the movies, and my dad realized that if you just waited long enough, the used copy would be as much as the rental. And so he would probably stack like seven to eight movies a week, bring seven to eight movies a week. Obsessed. It was like one of his first kind of hoarding obsessions. And it really was. Mm -hmm. And so that was definitely in the rotation. I also, um, I wasn't so obsessed with awards and people winning, but I was obsessed with my weekly subscription of Entertainment Weekly. Uh, so that mm. was definitely, remember, that was my Bible, mm -hmm. my fucking Bible. So I remember, I remember that being around it, but I don't, I remember liking this film. Um, I, I'm sure I watched this film with my family and I don't think I, I don't think I ever really saw it again. You know, I'm so, I'm so into my Julia Bops. Uh, like your fun this, Julia movies? Yeah. Like the rom-coms, like, you know, uh. Yeah. All of the all of the earlier '90s stuff. Of course, like I have to watch Geo Magnolias every couple weeks. Um, no, I'm kidding. I don't do that, but I definitely watch it once a year. Yeah. So this wasn't one that was on my rotation. It just wasn't. It just wasn't like a, something that I, for some reason, thought that this was a super kind of heavy legal drama. In fact, my dumbass thought that Aaron Brockovich. Maybe not my dumbass. Does everyone think this that Aaron Brockovich was just a lawyer? 
I was like, it's, oh, Erin Brockovich is a lawyer and she's mad at pollution. I forgot she was an, an investigator. She definitely hates so, pollution a lot. She hates pollution. I mean, still does. T still, still does. does. I This movie is like the perfect encapsulation of the 90s to me. It's like the whole, I know it's 2000, but it's like summing up the 90s. The fashions, every single solitary motherfucking look that Julia wears in this movie belong. They should do just in the September issue of Vogue should just be past Aaron Brockovich <laughs> costumes. It's so amazing. The hair clips, the banana clips, the scrunchies, the fucking halters, the leather, red leather halter under a pink blush, like suit, skirt situation. Beautiful. Amazing. She does a lot of deep snake green leather too. That like you Mm -hmm. don't really, that's like, that was a, that was a interior of a car leather or actually the leather of, the couch that I just bought that I absolutely abhor. Um, so maybe <laughs> triggering. Um, but uh, you don't really, you don't get to see that leather that much anymore. So that was like really refreshing. <laughs> that was a trait. I, okay. 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 But can we, can we take a, can we take a detour and just, just do a kind of what we think Julia's c- career, because as I'm looking through her thing, her run starting with mystic pizza which I called magical pizza to try to throw people off my trail for the, <laughs> who this is for. Did I get you? <laughs> Started from mystic pizza up to this movie is a fucking run of movies. My friend, like yeah. it is some defining era timestamps. It's mist. Let me see if I can do it. I don't have it in front of me, but let me see if I can do it. It's mystic pizza. Still Magnolia. Whoa. Pretty woman. I, I feel like you're going to miss it right here, but it's okay. Uh, no, the next one is, um, uh, sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, so you did flatliners. Oh, flatliners! I forgot she did flatliners. I'm telling you. Wow, sleeping with the enemy, Pelican Brief. D- nope, dying young. Hook the oh, dying young. Th- hook dying young. Hook hook, uh, which is like hook. every kid's classic. The player, which I don't really remember. I guess she plays herself cameo, and then the Pelican Brief. Okay, can you want to keep going? No, I this can't really like- keep going. What, conspiracy theory? Conspiracy this is why theory? you have to come back into the house. Come back into the house. Come back. We'll show you all our rooms. We'll show you the cupboards. We'll show you where conspiracy like, theory. The my basement. best friend's wedding. Okay, so no, so I love trouble. Um, Preda Porter. Um, something to talk about, which is I. I'm. That's my my tea. Do you know something to talk about with our Kira Cedric? Yes, of course. Yes, and, and, and I... Gina Reynolds and Snacky Dennis Quaid. We could do another Dennis Quaid man. Dennis Quaid joy. I mean, you know, um, I live in the house of Kira. After that was Mary, um, Mary Riley, which was which mm-hmm. people were not a fan of, but I'm down to see. Then Michael, Michael Collins, Collins, which everyone I says I love you, of. which was a weirdo yes. one. And then my best friend's wedding, and then conspiracy theory, then stepmom, Notting Hill, Runaway Bride, and then Aaron Brockovich. That's so boom, many boom. people's hit, favorite hit, movies. Hit, 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 hit. So many people's like things. It's just such a weird thing because that's so many hits. That's such a run. That's so intense. And then it just, it, it, it curves. I don't know. We, well, it's oceans, yeah. oceans. And then her mm-hmm. highest height, Mona Lisa smile. Highest height, Mona Lisa smiles. Your next highest height, the uh, closer. Oh yes. Closer. But it, then yes. it just, it just kind of, it, it just kind of weird. I mean, you know, I mean, after you have that kind of run, who, who cares? She keeps working with um, Steven Soderbergh though. That, you know how much she got paid for Mona Lisa Smile? 
Um, how much the, how much? $25 million. Wow. wow. <laughs> Mona Lisa Smile did not make that much money. Wow. Um, like, I mean, I, we do it justice for the fucking iconic best picture award winner that it is. But yeah, it was a bit of a flop. So I think that that maybe could have been like a bad moment for Julia when it was all like, oh, maybe we had like overinflated the worth of Ms. Roberts at a certain point. But then she came back with Eat, Pray, Love, made a ton of money with that. I know. I've, I've never, never seen, seen Eat, Pray, Love. I've never seen Eat, Pray, Love. Oh. But I'm so down. I'm so I. That should be something we do together. I think we need to make that sacred together. Post post quarantine, we'll make it sacred. We'll go on a vacation yeah. and watch Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> yeah. We should read the entire book too. Oh, pain it. Patreon is for pain. Patreon is for pain. That sounds so painful. Okay, let's oh, start wow. talking about this stomach movie. cramps. Okay, okay, this movie. Aaron Brockovich, your thoughts, your opinions, your cold, dead hot takes. <laughs> My cold, dead you hot takes. You love the fashion. I know the fashion is so bomb.com and they and they don't leer at her which i so appreciate of this movie because like in my mind i remember like that was a big thing julia roberts is in halter tops and and her boobies are all up and her hair is i remember that being such a the talk around that time of that movie so going into this i was like uh, are they just going to constantly make fun of her but they don't the film never really mocks her or like is constantly having to address how how hoochie that's not that's not my opinion, but like, quote unquote, that she looks right. You no, know, yeah, they use they use her sex really, really well. They're just frank about it. Even when she like turns the flirt on, you know, with a guy at the at the waterboard place, mm-hmm. she, it's never it's never cheap. You know, she's just like a good flirt, and she knows how to do it, and she knows how to you know like use her feminine wiles to do something. But they never make Aaron into a slut. You know. But that character that does that uses their feminine wiles to gain something, that's all that that's all their power. So that's what you see it throughout the whole movie is them just being a flirt. And I also again love that she wasn't just like always being like, oh my, you know, I I'm gonna use my body to get with my way. Please to meet you. I'm Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. Cool. What can I do for you, Aaron? Well, believe it or not. I'm on the prowl for some water records. You come to the right place. (laughs) I guess I do. You just tell me what you want to look at, and I'd be glad to dig them out for you. I wish I knew. It's for my boss. He's in this water dispute, and he wants me to find all kinds of papers just from all kinds of places. Um, You know, it would probably be easiest if I just squeezed back there and poked around myself would that be all right with you oh heck yeah come on back okay i'm i'm just gonna need you to sign in here sure patty is that your middle name no maiden are you married (laughs) yeah just i love your pants oh thanks I mean, I was thinking about how weird Steven um, Soderbergh is. Is that how do you say his last name, bitch? Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Steve Van Soderbergh. He is a weirdo. His career is yeah. bananas and weird and very strange. But and I was trying to figure out how to place all of this because this movie is 
um, dealing with really intense subjects and has a very low key vibe about it at the same time. So it's like a to me a juxtaposition. Of he like, always he always has like a very low key vibe to his movies. And I was thinking about how you know you hear this like in my mind going in this I'm like oh it's gonna be legal drama it's gonna be intense dying crying and then I was like no it's like the same thing that he did with Magic Mike. You think you're coming in here. To, to just get some beefcakes and it's just whole existential crisis about life and like what you're going to do and how you're going to grow up. I think people really didn't like that first film because of that, but I'm like, Oh, this right. is kind of his take. Like he kind of mm-hmm. is like a surfer bro, kind of a relaxed uh, kind of perspective on it all. Like he's not trying to yeah. do so much manipulation, emotional manipulation of the material. Right. Oh, and this score, this, okay, so a him I'm for in this movie is Thomas Newman, who made this score, because this score is so good and consistent and not manipulative, but still world building, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this kind of uh, persistence to it that it, it reminds me of Aaron herself. It's driving and it's it's relentless and it's coming. It's like Aaron Brockovich, you know? I also like what Soderbergh does with this movie, which is, yes, it is a movie about an evil capitalist company that is poisoning people, but it's also a movie about someone, a worker, learning her work worth and learning her value. You know, you watch these several scenes throughout this movie where Aaron Brockovich either demands a job or renegotiates her salary for this job, where she says, like, no, I know what I'm worth. I bring value to this. Like, give me a fucking shot. And it's really kind of inspiring. And it's kind of about uh, how to survive in, like, a capitalist job marketplace. And he's really interested in, like, how difficult that is for a single mother to even get a fucking foot in the door to get a fucking job. Uh, and Julia, iconic in that neck brace. Come on, hunty, mm. come on. Oh. Is this bad? I I don't think this is... I, I'm not mocking anyone. Or maybe I am, and then I'm sorry, and I won't do it again. I don't do it that much. But um, I've always carried a neck brace in my car. And if you put it on, people will open doors for you, and they'll be... <laughs> nicer to you it's not like i do it all the time but i've done it like when i go to grocery stores or and it was used to be a costume and i would other friends would use because it does it adds a lot real quick do you know what i mean to like the limitations of what you can move your neck it does it just it does a lot of things that i enjoy i enjoy sorry if that's wrong just for performance just for performance yeah like a life performance you're getting full canceled right now it's really dirty the neck brace is really dirty because i would like it has a lot of makeup stains on it from the times I would wear it. It was just, I mean, listen, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying, you know, I make, my neck is broken. It's just my neck needs assistance. And it does like I'm a bad <laughs> posture, but like her seeing her in that, her in seeing that her neck in brace, that neck it, brace. Uh, oh, so right off the evil. bat, she gets in a car accident. She gets in a car accident and she hires Albert Finney to be her lawyer and this fucking evil other uh, insurance company lawyer just like degrades her for having ex-husbands. I don't have insurance, so I'm about $17,000 in debt right now. I I couldn't take painkillers because they made me too groggy to take care of my kids. 
Matthew's eight, and Katie's almost six, and Beth's just nine months. Just want to be a good mom, nice person, a decent citizen. I just want to take good care of my kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. 17,000 in debt? Whew. Is your ex-husband helping out? Which one? There's more than one? Yeah, there's two. Why? So, you must have been feeling pretty desperate that afternoon. What's your point? Broke, three kids, no job. A doctor and a Jaguar must have looked like a pretty good meal ticket. Objection, Steve. He hit me. So you say. He came tearing around the corner out of control. An ER doctor who spends his days saving lives was the one out of control. That asshole smashed in my fucking neck. So can I give you some truth, T, on that? It's actually the real Aaron Brockovich gets hired by his partner or she, or gets, she hires his partner. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's not him that um, that he actually does, but in but you know that Aaron Brockovich is in the real Aaron Brockovich is in the movie, right, bitch? Yeah, she is, she has a little cameo as a waitress, little cameo as waitress, and so does he. He's sitting behind Julia Roberts. Oh, the lawyer Isn't is that charming. I thought that's that so really charming. cute. I yeah. love that. Oh, second him I'm for in this movie is Albert Finney. Albert Finney is <laughs> one of the great heroes in my life as an actor. Like I've always admired the fuck out of him and he's amazing in this movie. He's so, so, so fucking good. Yeah. There's not that many wrong notes in this film. No, no. And all the iconic women who work in this law office. I also, it was so interesting to watch them also hate Aaron and that kind of conflict between them. I really love tracking through the movie and like women, like kind of, being against, like, anti-each other in this office. What we do in here is file all of the cases. And in that way, at any time, we can tell the status of a file. You know, where it is in the office, stuff like that. And here's where we organize all the files alphabetically. Simple enough. Okay. And here's your desk. Okay. And now I want you to come with me. I want to show you where the Xerox machine is. Everybody has a code, and you need to know about that. Do I get to pick my own code? We'll see. I am mixed on that. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm glad that it it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was just a constant attack of each other. I did not like when she called the secretary Brenda, um, um like Krispy Kreme or something. I, was I like, didn't like on. it either. I was but like, you know what? But Aaron Brockovich isn't perfect. And they, they kind of show that Aaron Brockovich is not perfect. Like, yeah, I liked film. that. Like, I liked that. Yeah. Julia didn't have to be a perfect person. She was prickly and she made mistakes, you know? Um, but I do want to shout out that um, the person that plays Brenda, the secretary is Conchata Farrell. Do you remember? Do you recognize her? She was in everything. She's in everything. She's a huge, she's a great character actress and loads of stuff. I love her. I can't and, like exactly place her. Um, she's in, she was in a lot of TV. You're going to like, she was in, she always yeah. is guest. She was in Edward Scissorhands. So you would remember mm. her as one of the neighbors in Edward Scissorhands. Um, totally. but anyways, just, just, um, just, uh, for the girls, um, shout out and send, sending our prayers. She, uh, uh, suffered a heart attack in June. And is oh, currently no. right now. Yeah, yeah. And is in a, and oh. is in a long-term care facility right now. Um, okay, well, let's send out some fucking battle angel energy to her. Because mm-hmm. she's she's great. She's she's always great. She's always great in her scenes. Always so. a star in every movie. 
And <laughs> wait, this wait, movie... <laughs> I keep going because I think I have a note that's so funny about what she says to her. Oh, oh, I just love, this is something. <laughs> when Brenda the secretary interrupts Julie Roberts. Well, what am I supposed to do? Check in every two seconds? Yes, it's called accountability. I'm not talking to you, bitch. Excuse me. That's enough. Look. <laughs> I know, I love that. I was like, I want to I wanna start using that with Nick. I'm not talking to you, bitch. And then just address the podcast or something <laughs> like that. I don't know why that that's like not our vibe. And that's not like what a shirt, our shirt should be. But I just hear it. Also, oh, yeah, because Julie Roberts gets to be a foul mouth person in this. Like she just she takes her American sweetheart thing and, you know, lightly tosses it away in the trash and says, fuck all. Yeah. And she fucking dates a sexy, sexy ass biker. Played by Snack of the Month, Aaron Eckhart. You didn't like it? I was like, oh my gosh, Aaron Eckhart, who looks like a chiseled Greek god on a surfboard. I mean, they gave him that Charlie Saron monster treatment because I wrote down over here, I was like, what did they? He's wearing some kind of fate, like multiple face hair pieces on his face that it looks like that thing from the vacuum that you never use uh-huh. that's kind of round <laughs> it's like kissing that vacuum attachment that no one touches like you mm, you you were into I'm this into mom it. Listen, you couldn't see his beautiful me, face give me a biker with the tattoo dirty mm. on his shoulder did you notice that bitch no wait what it says dirty on his shoulder he had a tattoo it just says dirty like when you would like, put mom yes. he wrote dirty uh-huh <laughs> i was like that Give it to me. But iconic Julia rebuffing him at the beginning oh with her my speech gosh. about numbers. Give me your number. I mean, I already got your address, so you can't get away. Huh? And I'll call you up proper and I'll ask you out and everything. You want my number? I do. I do want your number. Which number do you want? D- George? George. Now, I like the way you say that, George. Uh, well, how many numbers you got? Oh, I got numbers coming out of my ears. For instance, 10. 10? Yeah. That's how many months old my baby girl is. You got a little girl? Yeah. Yeah, sexy, huh? How about this for number six? That's how old my other daughter is. Eight is the age of my son. Two is how many times I've been married and divorced. Sixteen is the number of dollars I have in my bank account. Eight five zero three nine four three. That's my phone number. And with all the numbers I gave you, I'm guessing zero is the number of times you're going to call. Let me let me give you a couple numbers. Oh my gosh. That that was that was that was some chemistry right there. And her owning yes. in that scene. Julie oh so Julia Roberts owns this movie. You all we talk a lot and like we you know oh. we we did we did Alfred Woodard and a lot of times she was the supporting character. A lot of times even when she was co-lead or lead, she wasn't given a lot to to necessarily say because Alfred Woodard is all in uh, the expression and the and the, the eyes and and the unset mm-hmm. emotion, but not this film, Mama. Julia Roberts goes on to monologues, speech, speech, monologue, monologue. Are you going to audition for something? You need a monologue. Fucking pull them out of this movie. I'm going to do a monologue from this movie just for fun. I don't you even should, know. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking good. I have twelve uh. kids, a hundred dollars in my bank account. This is my. Chevy Corvette, $19 in her bank account, bitch. Yes. She's like, my social security (laughs) number is this. The number of times I went poop today is four. Um, God, so many, so many good monologues in this film. 
and Julius give them to you. And we're going to give them to you, one after the other. Here we go. And take a pause. Now we don't have to do anything for the next 35 minutes. Let's play the movie, bitch. So I get up on the stage in the center of the stage, right? And I had the big bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. and had my foot out like this. And I said, <laughs> I will devote my entire reign as Miss Wichita to bringing an end to world hunger and to the creation of a peaceful earth for every oh, man, God. woman, and How long were you going to be Miss Wichita? <laughs> One year. <laughs> <laughs> of course, by the time I got through opening new supermarkets, I only had a few weeks left to work on hunger and world, world peace. peace. Right. Ha ha ha. <laughs> also, the other thing I just want... No, this is what our shirt should say. You were talking about what shirt we should make uh-huh. out of this. And uh-huh. the shirt I want says, Single moms shall inherit the earth. That's all I have to say about it. Wow, that's interesting, controversial, and interesting. <laughs> I'm all about jailing husbands. You know, I don't like husbandgers, fathergers. I no, don't like the term we don't father, like husband. husband, my husband, my husby. Don't call me that. <laughs> don't ever. <laughs> this is a podcast for moms. We love you guys, but single moms definitely the most. <laughs> inherit the world. I wanted Sherry Jones to inherit the world, but I that that I will say like we need a little bit of justice for Sherry Jones because when if she first came on, I wrote yes, and then she stopped coming on the screen, and then she came on again. Like like, it was a full (laughs) Sherry Jones cameo. Like what the fuck? Also, I have I'm really into this because I was watching Cherry Jones on this show called Defending Jacob on Apple TV because my friend Dan is on it. But so Cherry Jones is it. on that show, being ferocious, being amazing. But I kind of think my quarantine hair is turning into Cherry Jones, don't you? Yes, good. That's hey. the look I want to give is Cherry Jones because we both have very like fine hair, but it's long and it's tucked behind our ears. Middle so life lesbian, get it, Mama. Get yes, it. middle life lesbian crisis is fully happening here. I'm I'm anyway. in the biker gang. I look like I'm I'm look like I'm, I'm <laughs> road like high. Eckert. I'm fucking road high. It looks like I just went under one of his bikes to do an oil change. We just need to fuck. we just need to find our Aaron Brockovich and we're ready to be doing that stage version of this. I know. I want to do a musical. I want to do a musical of Aaron Brockovich. Yes. Oh, who would star in it? Adina Brandy. Michael. Brandy. Brandy. Yes, Brandy. Brandy would return to the stage. Brandy yeah. as Aaron Brockovich would actually who be is, really good. Yeah, but you know who would really star in it? Who would actually star in it? Who? The girl from Waitress. And Oh, Jesse Mueller. Absolutely. Jesse, Jesse Mueller vehicle. She'd yes. be coming out with the shotgun and she was like, no fucking way is anyone else playing Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> but me but and my curly else? hair. You know who else could kind of do it, though, who might come for it? Is our girl Stephanie J. Block from Share the Musical. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, Maybe we could get might... her for the movie. I want to get, let's the get her a movie. musical. Yeah. No, Who's the gonna movie play... musical will be Renee Zellweger. Who's going to play Marg Hellenberger? What about our Marg Hellenberger? Wait, who's who's Marg Hellenberger? Marge Hellenberger was a woman that had cancer and she had to get her from CSI, <gasps> oh. Mama. Um, yes, Marge. She was she was great Mark. in this and really, really moving. So Aaron just starts doing I love that Aaron just starts doing that research. No one asked her to. She's just like, I'm gonna do the research on this case and I'm gonna go and find out a whole web of criminal conspiracy to defraud these people. These people have been living in hinky 
California. And this gas company, electric company called PG&E has just been trying to buy their houses and sending them to seminars about how this certain chemical in their water is good for them. Meanwhile, all these people like they're dying. Their chickens are dying. They have four types of cancer. They have Hodgkin's lymphoma. Their kids are going blind. It's crazy. That's the tea. She visits Mark Helgenberger. And I'm, I am butchering this poor diva's name. Sorry. And Marg. And she, uh, she's, Marg's like, yeah, we all been sick. But you know what? Like, this never happens. You know how, you know, insurance doesn't cover anything. But PG&E, mm-hmm. they just, they didn't even scoff at the bill. And that's when Aaron Brockovich is like, hold the fucking phone. Hold the fucking Aaron landline. Brockovich knows there's no such thing as free lunch. No. And, and, and why would they be doing this, you know? And that's yeah. when she's like, time to go door to door. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go door to door. Is this not giving you Melanie from all... Working Girl? Are you not getting Working it's, Girl? It's so like... many, well, there are so many Working Girl parallels here. So we did an episode on Working Girl. and the, One of the parallels is you actually it. like this movie. <laughs> well, I love them both. Working Girl is one of my favorite movies. But this movie also has a lot of bad takes about capitalism. But let me just tell you, that Working Girl was where we first became a lawyer podcast. And it's a good thing that we did because now we have practice to take you through this legal case that we're going to take you through. Because I want to be a fucking crusader just like Erin Brockovich. I want to read her book. Erin Brockovich's book is called Take It From Me, Life's a Struggle, But You Can Win, which I don't really know if that's true for myself right now. So is this the battle? Are you the defense and I'm the offense? On the tr- in the lawyer council, uh, you're anti pollution, pro- right? You're anti pollution. I'm anti pollution. Are you pro pollution? Well, I'm I'm pro aliens are real and <laughs> government's lying to you, bitch. There is no pollution. Yes. Well, okay, so and there's no ozone lost, layer to break. So fuck y'all. Fuck you all. Fuck y'all. The Earth is flat. Um, if you want to stay through the, the end of the episode, I'm going to tell you more about. <laughs> I'm going to tell you more about PG&E because they didn't just make this up for this movie. PG&E is a real utility. They didn't make up this real movie. (laughs) They they didn't make this shit up. This is a true story. (laughs) PG&E is still basically the only game in town in the state of California. That's right. The town is called California with 40 million people. And I'm going to tell you more about what bullshit they've been up to since the year 1998 when all this fuckery went down. I hate capitalism so much. We're going to get into it at the end of the episode. I'm going to burn down the system. Anyway, back to Erin Brockovich. She's doing all this great research and then she gets fired because she's been doing the research. What the fuck? What the fuck did you do with my stuff? Don't you use language like that? With Who do you think you are, Miss Lady? Someone took my stuff. Nice to see you, Erin. I, I have photos you. of my kids, a mug, a toothbrush, toothpaste, mousse, and deodorant. Here. What's going on? Well, there may be jobs where you can disappear for days at a time, but this isn't one of them. Here, you don't do the work, you don't get to stay. I've been working. That's all I've been doing. Ask Mr. Masry, he knows. You asked Mr. Masry. He fired you. You said to fire me? I'll call you back. You've been gone for a week. I left a message. I've been dealing with this real estate thing. I was going to write a whole damn report. Well, that's not how we work here. You don't just uh, leave a message and take off. Well, what am I supposed to do? Check in every two seconds? Yes, it's called accountability. I'm not talking to you, bitch! Excuse me! Get out that's of my enough. face! Look, Aaron, this uh, incident aside, I don't think this is the right uh, place for you. 
Okay, so uh, what I'm going to do is make a few calls on your behalf and find something else. Okay? Don't bother. Well, come on, I'm trying to help. Bullshit. You're trying to make yourself feel less guilty about firing someone with three kids to feed. Well, fuck if I'm going to help you do that. Get back to work. Yeah, but I'm a little bit like, okay, girl, like, if you do go away for a week, you know, if anyone goes away for the week, I'm like, where the fuck are they? But she's she just deep yeah. in the research. She's deep in the research. I get it. She's good. She's about ready to solve. She's about ready to, you know, save some lives. Oh, but it's also so beautiful when she goes home and she has a freak out about getting fired. Jesus! Who fucking lives like this, George? Who lets their kids run around in a place that is crawling with bugs the size of house cats? It's a simple thing, and all we have to do is call an exterminator. Everybody gets something. I can't call an exterminator. I can't afford one. I can't even afford my phone. got fired. What? What do you mean you got fired? You're working so hard. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make one fucking bit of difference. I don't know what happened to me. I mean... I was Miss Wichita, for Christ's sake. Did I tell you that? You are living next door to a real, live fucking beauty queen. <laughs> I still have my tiara. And I thought it meant I was going to do something important with my life. That, that it meant I was someone. Oh, so real. So many, so much of this is, I'm like, when, it, how old is, I'm sure, I'm sure, which is, I'm, I can't look that Julia Roberts was maybe younger than, than I am now. Um, but a lot of like watching no, she was, this She is, was, yeah, she was only like 33 when she made this movie. Uh, yeah. But a lot of watching this, there's some just still very resonant real life um yeah struggles also struggling mm -hmm. to fit into a, a style or version of a corporation you know like that mm -hmm. you have to play like it's not just all about hard it's also about trying to play the game which i think aaron you know aaron kind of spouts off monologue spots off at a lot of people i'm <laughs> um, like when he's yeah, calling her does. out he does call her out on her outfit at some point uh-huh and, she and she's like i like him out on his like, yeah and yeah. she's like change your ugly ass tie like maybe you should yeah, reconsider exactly. your tie. She's like, yeah, I like, enjoy uh, this. Yeah, and that the way she looks is seen as loose or seen as low class or low rent. That that's not how. I just, I just hate this idea that you have. I mean, I understand that you have to. Capitalism has convinced us that we all have to look a certain way. Like, what is the fucking necktie about? Like, why don't we ever re-examine these things? You know, what is this piece of cloth tied around my neck? indicate you know what i mean i was listening to something today where people were like uh coronavirus is going to be is this opportunity for all of us to look at systems and the way we're doing things and be like hey do we have to do things like that and i hope that's true i hope we're all doing that you know i know that we are in the theater i think a lot of people I in love film and television and theater are looking at things in a different way at the beginning of the winch after the um after like she's trying to sue for this the neck injury that she gets in the car crash, she says, "I don't need your pity. I need a paycheck." Aaron, 
How's it going? You never called me back. I left messages. You did? Well, I, I didn't know that. Uh, Donald seems to think that you There's said that... There's two things that aggravate me, Mr. Masry. Being ignored and being lied to. I never lied. You told me things would be fine. They're not. I trusted you. I'm sorry about that. I, I don't really need am. pity. I need a paycheck. And I've looked. But when you spend the past six years raising babies, it's real hard to convince someone to give you a job that pays worth a damn. Are you getting every word of this down, honey, or am I talking too fast for you? I'm sorry about that. I really am. We have a full staff right Bullshit. now. Bullshit. If you had a full staff, this office would return a client's damn phone call. I'm smart, I'm hardworking, and I'll do anything, and I'm not leaving here without a job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And yes. I just was like, ah, that just, that fucking hit me. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. a charity case. I need to live. Yeah. And I need to live for the rest of my life. I have three kids. I have a baby. Julia Roberts yeah. also balancing being this like Julia is just this is the top of Julia's game. I think this is what we have not quite completely said. We've kind of we like she is on the runway with all of these hits and then she just soars into the sky with this film. To me, and this to is the, all the best of Julia that we have. The apotheosis of her career because this is she's also bringing pretty woman with her, right? Cause pretty woman has these same things. Like people look at her weird when she goes into the place in Rodeo drive, like she dresses too slutty. She's like, she's this low class girl who is finally in, in the Julia world, making good with this prestige drama that she is the lead of that her character is the title of. And it's, it's the, it's everything that she's been building for in her career. And this is perfectly placed. I wrote this down. Okay. Are, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. When Julia smiles, I melt. It's the smile of America. That smile represents the smile <laughs> of the 90s. Yeah. That smile, yeah. when she does that classic, that grin and all of the knowledge that's in there, all, like all of the worn hardship, like when we finally, when she finally gives us that smile with Aaron Eckhart, it's just like, it breaks me open. With, with so much like uh, feelings and uh, to be smiled like to be smiled upon like that is just to receive that to get to that receive that smile right come on it's a smile yeah. like she gives off such love and such hope you know like there's just that she does it's a cliche to talk about Julia Roberts like this but there's a like she radiates like she just drank a big glass of contaminated water in Hinky California you know she just exudes all of that I love what I love we're just we're we're totally jumping around here but I love in that scene where um she's like being boss to um the def to the defense counsel and um they're <gasps> I like, shouted no. <laughs> see now that pisses me off. First of all, since the demur, we have more than 400 plaintiffs in. Let's be honest, we all know there are more out there. They may not be the most sophisticated people, but they do know how to divide, and $20 million isn't shit when you split it between them. Aaron. Second of all, these people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20 like Rosa Diaz, a client of ours, or have their spine deteriorate like Stan Bloom, another client of ours. So before you come back here with another lame ass offer, I want you to think real hard about what your spine is worth, Mr. Walker, or what you might expect someone to pay you for your uterus, Miss Sanchez. 
Then you take out your calculator and you multiply that number by 100. Anything less than that is a waste of our time. By the way, we had that water brought in special for you folks. Came from Well and Hinkley. And I was just like, I then, shouted. Uh, yes. How much is your spine oh. worth, bitch? Oh, uh, how much is your spine worth? Do you even have one? Oh, uh, Julia, and that, that is the most iconic speech. I'm going to say that about every speech. So, oh, oh well, I mean, and, 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 and I, I lost my damn mind when, and then it was, it's such a, it's, um, it was such a chill, cool reversal because, um, uh, crusty, mussy face, Aaron Eckhart plays, uh, this is like biker girl, that face. What do you mean? That girl, fa- have that you face? ever, have, I'm sorry. Let me tell you a man with a handlebar mustache. Billy had a handlebar mustache once. It does a few things, but. I know it's like the vacuum part. Yeah, go rub that vacuum part <laughs> around your fucking face. Um, but then he has also sideburns. I don't know, long hair too. It's just wild. But he um, he kind of is the caregiver for her kids, and uh, it's pretty chill. But then they have that great scene where she's like, "Everything I do is because of what a what a man has either done to me or expects of me." Uh huh. And she's he's not like, giving up a job for a man. No, no, and 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 he's like. Aaron, what I'm thinking is that either you got to find a different job or a different guy. I mean, there may be many men out there who don't mind being the maid and getting nothing in return, but I sure as shit ain't one of them. I can't leave my job, George. Yes, you can. You can just quit. People do it all the time. How can you ask me to do that? This job. For the first time in my life, I got people respecting me. Up in Hinkley, I walk into a room and everybody shuts up to hear if I got something to say. I never had that before, ever. Please don't ask me to give it up. What about what your kids are giving up? Look, I'm doing more for my kids now than I did living with my parents. One day they'll understand that. Well, what about me? What about you? (laughs) You think... Either one of the men who gave me those children asked me what I wanted before he walked away. All I've ever done is bend my life around what men decide they need. Well, not now. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Well, Aaron, I'm not them, so... I mean, what more do I have to do to prove that to you? Stay. It's like... I get yep. it. She's obviously being she's being neglectful or whatever. But how many times do men get to be neglectful? You know, like men have no responsibility to raise their kids. But the minute that mm-hmm. that she like gains some success and traction, oh no! You yeah. and he literally says you have to leave. You have to leave your job. <laughs> like you can't right. do this. It's it's actually much more moving to me the argument that her son makes to her when he's upset and in the bed. And she says, well, I had dinner with you last night. And he said, you're reading the whole time. You know, that element of just being like, your family needs you to be present when you're with them. And like, I liked that that criticism from her kid, you could see that hit her and be like, yes, okay. Whereas the criticism from Aaron Eckert, it's like, no, no, I'm not the one. Don't even come for me, please. You know? Mm. Again, Aaron Brockovich not being perfect. Yeah, and and again, in the films, not really judging her. They're showing what it is, like what we all have to do to live a complicated life. And yeah. 
And an elaborate um, life. She's not a hero, which I'm obsessed with because few people are actually heroes. Sad to break it to us, battle angels. Like few people are a- a- absolute angels um, in this life. And Julia Roberts plays her so deftly yeah. with with that ability to just fire off missives at people. Like when she starts attacking um, a co-counsel. She insulted me. Bullshit. It was a misunderstanding. But instead of handling it politely and instead of treating her with respect Why and insult. Why the fuck should I respect her? Look, just because she's not supporting three kids with no husband and no education doesn't make her an idiot. Just because she dresses like a lawyer doesn't mean she didn't work her ass up in law school and shit positions to earn her way. Oh, well, excuse me for not going to law school. Law school? At this point, I'd settle for charm school. It's like you're like, you shouldn't have said that. That's 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 not fine. You're also that's attacking just... other women. But like, right. that's what part of that character is. That's also what makes that character amazing and a bit and a vigilante for all of these, for all of the small town people. Yeah, that's that fire that uh, when directed in the appropriate direction is so useful. But also, I love that speech. And that actress is great, too. That's Vianne Cox, who I know a bit. She's a New York theater actor who's so great, who plays. So at one point in the movie they get a, uh, another law firm to join with them to battle this huge company, you know, cause it's, they need help. Cause Albert Finney is just running this little, you know, small mom and pop kind of organization. And so they bring in Peter Coyote, uh, iconic actor of outrageous fortune fame with Bette Midler and Vianne Cox, who is also iconic for the Cinderella musical with Brandy, all coming back to Brandy today. She's one of the the Wicked Stepsisters in that. Mm -hmm. And Julia gives off this amazing monologue, again, the most iconic monologue of the movie, where she proves that she knows every single phone number of every one of the plaintiffs, which of which there are like 400. No offense. There's just some things we need that you probably didn't know to ask. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot, okay? I may not have a law degree, but I've spent 18 months on this case, and I know more about these plaintiffs than you ever will. Aaron, you don't even have phone numbers for some of them. Whose number do you need? Everyone's. This is a lawsuit. We need to be able to contact the plaintiffs. I said, whose number do you need? You don't know 600 plaintiffs' numbers by heart. Annabelle Daniels. Annabelle Daniels, 714-454-9346. 10 years old, 11 in May. Lived on the plume since birth. Wanted to be a synchronized swimmer, so she spent every minute she could in the PG&E pool. She had a tumor in her brainstem detected last November. An operation on Thanksgiving shrunk it with radiation after that. Her parents are Ted and Rita. Ted's got Crohn's disease. Rita has chronic headaches and nausea and underwent a hysterectomy last fall. Ted grew up in Hinkley. His brother Robbie and his wife May and their five children, Robbie Jr., Martha, Ed, Rose, and Peter, also lived on the plume. Their number is 454-9554. You want their diseases? Okay, look, I think we got off on the wrong foot here. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes. Yeah, this isn't... So we, we at the beginning where she's like, I have five kids and two and one car. She yeah, knows and numbers. And she's like, guess what else I know? Every single thing about my cases. Would it, and uh. and like, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it also shows that how personal she has taken this and how she's like, mm-hmm. you can't just like march in here with your high heels and your... um 
work skirts. You know, well, and yeah, and the fact that Deanne Cox's jackets. character, be- because she isn't taking the investment, she isn't investing in these people as humans. The pe- the clients don't feel the buy in. The clients don't trust the lawyers, and that's the thing that Aaron was able to do is gain the trust of the. She's the people's princess, you know. She because she was wearing these certain outfits, she looked like, you know a normal woman from Hinky or some town like that, some normal woman from central California. I was kind of, I kind of went on this, like, right. Did you read in these, the bottom part of these notes? Because um, there's a clip that I saw on YouTube where the real Aaron Brockovich was like, yeah, sh- my profile really blew the fuck up. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like she's, she was still also, you know, in her mid to late thirties when this movie came out and there was a literally a movie called Aaron Brockovich. I'm like, what a trip. What a trip. And I was right. like, when? And then I was like, this is the only time it has ever happened. And so I wrote in these notes, <laughs> she's like, whoa, famous, but I can't wait to talk about literally having a movie named after you. What are other examples of this? Especially when the subject is still alive. And then I'm like, and then I start writing, there is none. And then I say, okay, I found one. Ali, Ali with Will Smith. And then I say, JK, Captain Phillips. It's a Larry Crown reunion. And then I go, wait a minute, never mind. There's also a movie called Snowden. Whatever. Fuck this. And then, oh shit, fuck. Sully, Tom Hanks again. Watch out, Julia. And then I got real pissed because then I wrote, I, Tanya, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> There's still not that many. I still think my point is very valid though. But all of those people were already famous. Like Edward Snowden was famous. Tanya Harding was right. famous. Yep. Even even Sully was got famous before the movie. And Captain Phillips was kind of famous before the movie. But it's Tom also Hanks Sully and Captain Phillips. Every man. Sully and Captain Phillips are about in a crazy, a really um, unbelievable event. And although this is obviously about a poison event, this also just is about her life and how she's managed yeah. and overcome all, like all of these being a single mother, not having a degree, get fired and then go back and, and wrestle in with like, oh, I love that con too, where he comes back and he's like, can I um, get your reporting? And she's like, can I get a raise? When after he fires her, mm-hmm. she plays that so well. Julia plays she knows, everything she knows so her, well. She knows her worth. There, that that uh, document you found at the water board, the one that uh, says about the bad chromium, you didn't happen to uh, make a copy, did you? Of course I did. Well, could I have a look at it? I want a raise. And benefits, including dental. Aaron, this isn't the way I do business. What way is that? Extortion. Okay, 5% raise. We'll talk about benefits later. 10. There are lots of other places I could get work. 10% raise and benefits. But that's it. I'm drawing the line. We talk about this a lot in acting like you, because we have to negotiate so many things, but like knowing what you're worth in a situation is a huge fucking deal. And knowing when you're like, I have the goods and I could walk away with them to another firm. Uh, and it's she so keeps, inspiring. She keeps negotiating. She's movie. like, I'm doing so much research. And I actually find that, yeah, I, I don't always know my worth. And I'm always like, just coast and just get by. Like, that's just enough. But seeing this, just standing up for yourself, mm-hmm. just, uh, it, it, it's always that case. If you, if you're, 
if you're a fucking good person and you ask for what you want, you're going to be really surprised at what you get. Yeah. I mean, maybe, or you're, maybe you'll just get fired. I mean, that's the other weird thing about this movie, like not to skip to the end, but I will like, there's this element of, Oh, in the end, you're going to get a $2 million bonus and everything's going to be okay. And like that, it's like a very American story like, oh, you work really, if you work really hard enough, your boss is going to give you a car and then give you a $2 million bonus. But you're still like needing to ask for it from some paternalistic figure who holds all the keys and you're going to have to beg and plead and scrape and eat pineapple out of a can forever before you get it. And that's kind of the element of this movie, like that I have a problem with in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? She really did get $2 million. That's true. Fact. Fact. Aaron yeah, Bob and she should have. Two million, two but million. that but that law firm was awarded 133 million. Oh yeah, I mean you're playing inside of it. You're playing inside of a system that's not for you and and is never yeah. going to be for you. So I'm not about that and I'm not about like you have to ask for just for just scraps or anything. But I do think advocating for yourself is something that I and a lot of people lack. And I always yeah. just think like, what's the point? And then the few times that I've, I've confronted the, I've confronted a crisis and I've said how I feel, or I said the things that I need. It's always, it's like that strange thing. It's like that's people are just relieved that you're being honest. And it's, 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 um, mm-hmm. and not, not, not in every situation. And honey, I'm, I don't know anything about corporate, the corporate world. Fuck. Look at me. Look at my life. You can't you see don't? on the podcast, but well, I mean, besides I'm a diva lawyer. And I, <laughs> I'm a diva and a lawyer. I, I, I okay. represent alien divas because I believe in aliens <laughs> and I believe since that. We're, since we're here, can I can I can we get into Aaron Brockovich and the rest of this fuckery that PGE got up to? Yeah, so okay, so I so like I said, I'm the I'm the lawyer for the aliens, and I think what you say is wrong. Um <laughs> prove prove to me that you're right. <laughs> Okay, first of all, after this, Aaron Brockovich got into a lot. She just went to find black. She found black mold in her house. She sued some people. She found some cancer and some water further down in the state. She sued some more people. She was just getting money left and right. From Toward the country started suing people. Mm-hmm. Like she, she got she out of California. The place. Yeah, she went. She went on Oprah. Uh-huh. She did. She made a consulting company. Good on you, Aaron Brockovich. She wrote a book about fixing your life. She just found shitty water everywhere she's just fucking bloodhound for that but pg&e do, 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 went on their merry way so pg&e like i told you before this is the company aaron fought against in the movie it's also pretty largest, much the only util, utility game in all of california largest class civil action settlement of all time mm-hmm. yes yes this was 300 and something million dollars that they paid out 333 million dollars they paid out at the time well, a couple of years later, PG&E, oh, I don't know. They just had like a gas line erupt in San Bruno that killed eight people. And then come to 2018, something happened called the Campfire in Paradise, California. Now, uh, the stuff I'm about to say is from the New York Times and also from Wikipedia, my best friend. But the Campfire was the deadliest, most destructive wildfire in California's history it's the most expensive natural disaster in the world in 2018 in terms of uh, insured losses. Named after Camp Creek Road, which was its place of origin, it started on November 8th, 2018 in Butte County. 
Um, and it was ignited by a faulty electric transmission line. The fire originated above several communities and on an east wind drove drove it downhill through the developed areas, including Paradise, California. Guess who that electric line was run by? PG and fucking E. That's right, because they hadn't maintained it. It was rusty, and there was a fucking water tower that was 100 fucking years old. So um, after the fire spread, it raged on for 17 days. And with the first winter rainstorm of uh, on November 25th, it finally went out. It caused 85 civilian fatalities. One person is still missing, 12 people injured. Um, two prison inmate firefighters were killed and three other regular firefighters. That's right, because California also takes its prisoners out of prison to fight their fucking fires for them. So fucked up. So it covered an area of 153,000 acres, destroyed 18,804 structures, um, and the towns of Paradise and Conco were the were completely destroyed, losing 95% of the structures in t- in their towns. It's the deadliest wildfire in the history of America and one of the deadliest wildfires in the world. There's a documentary on Netflix about it called Fire in Paradise, and there was a PBS show about it in 2019. I don't know if you guys remember the pictures of the fires of of these fires, but it was one of the scariest things I had ever seen. Um, A man named Tommy Ware, whose mother was burnt to death in a truck trying to escape the campfire, said, and I quote, they... PG&E have put profits over people year after year, and the state of California just keeps letting it happen. The company's acceptance of guilt is inconsequential if the appropriate safety measures are not enacted to prevent the future loss of life and property. They had to pay $13.8 billion in restitution to the people of Paradise, California. In June, once uh, courts kind of got back up just this June that just passed, PG&E was indicted for manslaughter of 84 people. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it just Whoa. happened. Like, if you see the okay. pictures, they have masks on in the courtroom. Wow. But yeah, they found them guilty of manslaughter. It's just so crazy. I'm sorry. I know this isn't a history podcast, but this just uh, makes But this is what Aaron Brockovich they- has done to us. I know they've already, this is what divas do to us. They already had declared bankruptcy from fires that they had started in 2017. So they were going to get broken apart and restructured to basically become smaller utilities that were publicly owned by the communities that they served. But Gavin Newsom, your governor said, no, 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 no to that. And let PG&E restructure under new leadership and again, become a fucking publicly traded company. So there you go. Just like, Watch the movie Chinatown starring Diva Faye Dunaway. It turns out it's a fucking documentary. PG&E is worse than the Academy Awards. It's just terrible. Burn them down. I mean, so, and then we're now, and of course, like. Down. Don't burn them down. Don't burn anything in California, please. No, don't burn anything. Dismantle them. them. Well, we're marching towards, we're marching towards um, fire season again. I live in LA. I was there during when uh, Paradise was lost. And, uh, yeah, and they, they still haven't really figured everything out. They still don't know. They're, they still go, always go back and forth about shutting, uh, shutting things down or not shutting things down. The responsibility is still so fucked up. So, yeah, we're going, and not, and we're going into even more blind uh, with everything that's going on. So it could be an exciting couple of months coming up. 
Yeah, it's terrible. And I'm just grateful that there are people like Aaron Brockovich out there fucking testing the water and fucking working hard to dismantle these terrible corporations and the terrible politicians who enable them. And I'm really glad um, Julia Roberts got to play, got to have, I think, one of her greatest, most defining roles ever. Yeah, and that's what great art does, too. It, like, makes someone like me who's like, oh, I don't really know about this. Like, you fucking look into it and then think about this shit a little more deeply. So thank you, Julia and Steven Soderbergh and everyone else for making this art that made me. And real life Erin Brockovich, she's still, like we said, she's still going. She went to Flint Water and tried to bring awareness to that. You know, fuck. Don't, I'll start crying if we talk about Flint. And I know fucking it's water. really horrible, but I think it's uh. really good. She's still doing such good work. So you can also uh, uh, catch her. Uh, catch her out there yeah you can probably catch her on the o network own network she's always like she and oprah are good pals and oprah always has her on to a thing i hope maybe oprah will have her on something about coronavirus well i mean she's definitely been going i I, i've watched a couple of interviews where she's just completely devastated by all of the environmental relaxations that are happening under this current government. And she's like, this is not a Republican or democratic thing. This are people's lives. These things are, are in these like bare minimum um, requirements are in place because it is proven what happens when these huge conglomerate plants just run wild. Yeah. Uh, And people die, people suffer and they die. And usually it's the people of lower incomes, which no one cares about. So, um. yeah, because the and and the idea is that oh, if we have less regulations, then the corporations will make more money, and then the secretaries will get a raise. We all know that doesn't happen. The corporations make more money, and the secretaries' children get fucking cancer because they're drinking poisoned water from living in that community. So fuck it all. Every day is a winding road. That's right, Sheryl Crow iconically fucking soundtracks this movie. Sheryl Crow is the musical version of if they had to make a a concept album of Aaron Brockovich, it would be done by Sheryl Crow. She has two songs in this movie. I have a strange reaction to that album. I I've like a very I I I remember buying that album and like going on a Sunday morning with my parents to where Michigan City uh, mm. to the um to the outlet malls, the Michigan city outlet malls, which was iconic for anyone that lived around there and your parents were cheap. They would take you there for the preschool buy. Um, cause mm-hmm. you get all like the, the off brand gas. I, I would love the guest store. Oh my God. And the off brand gap. Oh, don't get me started. But I remember sitting in the backseat, listening to this album. And I remember just thinking, I hate this. Like I should love this. I bought this cause I wanted to be cool. And I loved all of these songs, but I don't know what it was about that day. But anytime I hear every day is a winding road, I have to kind of like work through my feelings to enjoy it again. Um, this is you not the get a little first... bit closer. Let's get a little bit closer. That song, that song came out on our album in 1990. Uh, six and it was actually not the first movie it was on it was on a little movie called um phenomenon with our who girl kira sedgwick and our other girl kira and our other girl um uh john travolta and yeah but that song but that was that famous eric clapton song right from that what was that song um i don't know was that on was that that the one about his dead son um, Tears in Heaven or whatever? No, it was Change the World. 
Oh, Change the World. Yeah. Um, that was but, during the Travolta Renaissance. That was during the Travolta Renaissance, but they took, they had her, they, they had that song on the movie before her album even came out. And I guess there's like a special edit of the song, but whatever, it does not fit on yeah. Phenomenon. It fits on Aaron fucking Brockovich four well, years later. Perfectly. Well, also the song in the middle of the Aaron Brockovich movie, Redemption Day. The Cheryl mm. Crow song is so good. When you kind of think Aaron is like, oh, Aaron's a hit, like kind of hit the rocks and they play uh, Cheryl Crow's Redemption Day and it's fucking hot. It slaps. This whole movie slaps. I don't know that we slapped this movie right, but we did what we did. What we do. We did what we did. I do. feel like we slapped this movie right. I think we did. We talked about all of Julia's iconic monologues, all of her iconic looks. I know, I just yeah. like, part by part, I want to talk about when she was at the bar scene and you think it's going to get creepy, and it doesn't. She oh, just with Fisher gets, Stevens? Yeah. Yes. I just like want to talk about everything, So, but we can't. Watch the movie. This is a good time. Watch this movie. It's get an it, amazing movie. Go Get inspired. Go become Miss, learn how to become Miss Wichita. Yeah, if we could all just have a little bit of that energy to keep motivating us. Black lives still matter, folks. Um, we got to, mm-hmm. you know, black trans lives Bring, still matter. Don't forget that. Yeah, bring your big Brockovich energy to all the work you're going to do between now and November 3rd to fucking work on this election and keep moving people to the left. That's right. This is a leftist podcast that hates capitalism. I my, we love my, you. My thing, uh, my thing is also oh – God, we just keep going. Fuck. But my thing is like what, what Aaron has taught me is like it's really important to work locally. Like I think we all want to put mm. our hopes on these – on big government. Fuck that. They don't give – they're not going to, you know – not much is going to change, but what what we can do, what we can be active in, is in our, is in our in the place that we actually live, and that's what Aaron did, and that's what Aaron inspired me. So uh, look around you. I read a great meme where there's like there's a Trump in your school system, there's a Trump in your local government council. Da 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 da. Those are the things that we could really fight and actually see yeah. some change. So get yeah. inspired. Who's your city? Who's your city council member? Just figure out who they are, find out what they're doing, and if you like them. Um, Cause you can vote on that shit too. We yeah, love you guys what? so much. We wow. love you. This is every day. This is every day. The daily. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to fuck this up a little bit, but every day is a. Long we gotta run. get a little bit closer. Come on, let's, let's get, get a little, little bit closer, closer to feeling fine. Yeah. We love you. Come meet Bye. us on the Patreon. Bye. Every day.